With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As we welcome in December, of course, I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Hope you had a nice weekend. We welcome in December and we welcome in on a Monday, hour three, professional handicapper Steve Fezzik sitting sandwiched in between Amal Shaw and Dustin Sweetelson, downtown Las Vegas at the D. We appreciate you, Steve. I know it's a busy time of the year. We're going to get to what's happening. I believe right before Steve sat down on set he was over at the circa book where he's got many fans and he was placing bets because that's what he does he's a professional handicapper pregame.com at fezzik sports with two z's and a k on twitter and i would encourage you to follow him on twitter right now because it's about to get really interesting if you thought steve fezzik was spicy before well look what's happening if jacksonville covers tonight Eight and a half was the number in the contest. Circa millions. Steve Fezzik will jump up to first place in the contest. We are 13 weeks in. Let's discuss. You're also going to help the bettors understand why if you're betting Monday Night Football today, you're late to the party. But let's back up a little bit and talk about your run that you're on. Congratulations. Thank you. We've gone from a marathon to a sprint, if you will, with 25 games after tonight. So I took the Jags minus the eight and a half, which is not going to help anyone anything because the current line is painted 10 Patrick and I have no opinion at 10 as is typically the case and you know that's in my notes the um, you know there's a myth out there that you can just like listen to a whole bunch of content and hear a whole bunch of smart people tell you who they like and I would argue that the VEASAN Invitational which I did lousy in last year has pretty much shown how difficult it is to play against one number at um, against settled lines where you've got a whole bunch of guys that I have every bit of confidence in and I think have tremendous gambling acumen and the like and bottom line is they're struggling to win because it's really hard to win sports betting against settled numbers. But let's we'll get to why and you wrote in your notes why it's too late to find a good number on Monday Night Football. We'll get to all that. But let's just say there's somebody driving around in Michigan and they have no clue what Circa Millions is. Let's talk about this because it's really exciting. All right. So first off, how many entrants into Circa Millions? And then where are we? How'd you do this week? And where are you in the standing? Let's get to let's get to the update. So there's fifty three hundred entries. 
it's very similar to the main event of the World Series of Poker, where um, they crown a champion. And it used to be the Westgate would have like the World Championship of Sports Betting. And now the circus kind of taken that over as the premier sports book in town. I currently sit in second place with a record of 44, 17 and three. And I have the Jacksonville Jaguars minus the eight and a half. If I get it, I will have the lead. I'll have the chip lead by half a game. That is a hell of a run. Very, very impressive. Now, do you, some of these matchups, obviously you've got to pick five, so it's a lot of games. But if the numbers are comparable to a play you may have taken, if the number's still the same on a Sunday or during the week, do you look to bet those, or are you just strictly focused in on the contest at this point in time? I I look at everything. So basically, and by the way, my perspective is completely different than almost everybody else's. I am completely on an island. I look at it, if I select a team in the contest right now, that is almost like an implied, I don't know if it's a $28,000 bet or a $40,000 bet. I mean, it's hitting that point where it's that's the value of winning it versus losing it. So because of that, it's going to be very rare I'm going to take a bad number even on a game I love because I could if I wanted to bet $30,000 on a team and like by example let's assume I'll I'll use the San Francisco game people are like well you had your San Francisco was your revenge game of the year and you didn't even put it on your circa millions why what are you doing Steve but I bet San Francisco at pick and minus one and minus one and a half so I had no desire having already bet like 20,000 on San Fran at good numbers to bet another 30,000 minus three worst number, you know, that, that availed itself all week long. There's no reason to do that. Let's discuss contest strategy. I was talking to our buddy Mike Samich over the weekend, Steve, and I w- we were just going crazy about your opportunity here and how impressive the run is. First off, I would say your run all the way through week 13 to be sitting there essentially in the lead justifies everything, but you still have five weeks to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. And what Samich and I were wondering is, you know, you're a numbers guy. And you're a guy that does this for a living. This is your profession. But do you feel a sense of pressure? Do you think maybe the, I guess, maybe the idea of pressing as you get closer and closer and you're still in the mix? Like, let's talk your strategy on the way out here in millions. Yeah, um, I wouldn't use pressure. I would use focus. My level of focus is obviously much higher. You know, my friend, the hitman, used to, like, joke about it. He's like, I, 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 I decided my, my five picks while I'm on the toilet on Saturday afternoon. And I don't even look at it until then because it's a thousand dollar entry fee and he's betting 10,000 a game and who cares? Well, now it matters when you have like significant equity and the like and you've got to focus on it. But frankly, one day I'll write a book, but a whole lot of this, Patrick, is like it just plays itself. It's like I'm going to be on certain teams that come. There's nothing that could possibly change that I wouldn't be playing those teams based upon the marketplace and the numbers at, at deadline and the like. So I would say three of my five picks are almost predetermined, but uh, I have done really, really well running like God in that my sixth, seventh, and eighth picks have done terrible that haven't been the last man out, and my fourth and fifth picks, the last ones in, have done really, really well this year. It's a, it's a great point, but you mentioned 44 and 17. I mean, it's just a staggering number uh, so far. I want to go to something you mentioned because we're on a Monday night game. This is a game that's important to you in the contest. You have the Jaguars tonight, minus eight and a half. Now the line sitting at 10. You talk about a lot of content providers and these island games, Thursday night game, a Sunday night standalone, Monday night game. And uh, you can listen to them all day long, but you don't necessarily favor them or like them too much. And can you expand upon what it is that you have disdained towards? them about uh 
I got to be a little bit careful here because I think a lot of these content providers are doing their darndest to help people win. It's not like they're like, you know, getting kickbacks from the sports books for giving bad advice and people going and bet. They really want to win. But the problem is that when the number has settled in, the number one gospel I will have is that if you want to win sports betting, I will give you one criteria that you must follow. Stop trying to pick winners. And this, this sounds ridiculous, but it really is true. And you want to make bets that not just beat, but beat the, the closing number by a significant amount. If you do that, I assure you, you will wind up winning. All right. So how am I going to beat the closing number when we're about to close and the line's 10? It's going to be very, very difficult because this, this should indeed be the closing number. Now, some of those, some people are listening like, well, I'm going to go over to, you know, um, the recreational books and I think I might get a 10 and a half, you know, at Golden Nugget or Treasure Island or win. And I would wholeheartedly agree that if that's your strategy, that's an excellent way to look to take advantage of maybe some soft shops that adhere to recreational betters or even first half you might get a plus six and a half you know even money or plus 105 etc but um, I'll use an example like I'm looking at the week 14 card there's four uh, cities that are going to have bad weather um, from memory Chicago Cleveland Baltimore Jets all those games got hammered under it sounds ludicrous the week is just starting Dustin it's way too late you need, need to get on those at 7 a.m. this morning. By noon Monday, you're a dinosaur. So you keep talking about how your regular picks and your betting versus the contest, the strategies are different. Also, the strategy is different with these contests because I'm assuming when it's listed as Fezzik 2, that means you had multiple entries. So can you kind of take us inside how the strategy worked? I'm sure it's, it dictates based on your success, but how did the strategy work out with the entries and you choosing to ride with this one the furthest here? Right, right. So I have five entries, um, and what I did is that I mix and match them because you don't want to play. A lot of people will play like the same five, and without going through all the rigmarole and boring people, it's just not correct. You want to diversify as much as you can. So I try to take the whole board the first few weeks and just slap the game that I like against it, trying to diversify. Now, starting in week two, my best entry got my five best. That was consistent. Well, this entry in particular only won three out of five to start week one. So it didn't get my five best entries, which was good because week two, I went 4-0-1, which was way better than what, what, what I did with my best entry. So at that point, it was 7-2-1. And, and from that point forward, this entry was my best entry. So it got my best five. So it benefited it from getting like my sixth through 10th best picks in week two. Can you just expand upon, you said try to diversify what you mean exactly by that? Yeah, so uh, some people enter five, like they'll have five entries and they'll take their five guest game, games and like Fezzik one, Fezzik two, Fezzik three, Fezzik four, Fezzik five, and they'll take their five best, which is uh, without boring everyone, is completely the wrong strategy because there's quarterly prizes and the like. So the last thing you'd want to do is like say, hey, you know, let's say you did that every week and you're like, hey, I had a five-way tie for first, second, and third, you know, with my other entries, um, it makes it much, much more difficult to win the quarterly prize, which is stacked or weighted towards, you know, getting first. Your, your chances of getting first are much better playing much different cards that, you know, that don't look at all alike. So that early on then, how many different games would you say you have sprinkled among your entries? Is it like seven games, eight games? Not Like how many different 12, games? 12 okay. or 13. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try to mix and match as much as I can. And the more I look at this, the more important it is because what happens is Sharps are going to play the line moves for the most part. If, if the line moves go down the toilet in weeks one, two, or three, and you got an entry that doesn't have them, and you manage to go a 4-0 and 1 when all of these you know pros, for the most part, are going 1 and 4, you, you pick up three games. You know how hard it's going to be for them 
them to pick up those three games back on you the rest of the year when you're matching three of their five picks almost weekly, it's going to be very difficult. What's the winner of Circa Millions get, Mr. Fezzik? Let me see. It's called Circa Millions, so it's uh, a million. <laughs> I thought it was millions, plural. Um, it is not, you know, I'll argue the person that finishes first actually gets screwed, all right? And here's why. Because Derek Stevenson is nice enough to have guaranteed, you know, um, 6,000 entries, and they're only 5,300, so there's an overlay. There's an overlay of um, the difference between it, um, 700 shortfall, but that goes to everyone but the winner. Yeah, that's not good. The well, winner we, gets a we have... We have a sweat as a show to follow along with Steve. Even though Steve is clowning me, I'm still pulling for you, buddy. We'll be pulling for you in Jacksonville laying eight and a half tonight. Steve Fezzik continues here on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Okay, college bowl season is here and VSIN has an early Christmas present for you. If you're not a VSIN Pro subscriber yet, it's no problem. We're going to give away this year's college bowl betting guide to everyone. We have spreads totals and expert picks from the Golics, Steve Mackinnon, and Brent Musburger for every single bowl game. Put a bow on this year's bowl season and get a free copy of your VSIN college football bowl betting guide absolutely for free. Visit vsin.com slash bowl guide and get your free copy today. Okay, a lot to do. Uh, I'm all shot Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're presented by BetMGM. This is Sharp Money, our buddy Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. Now, again, when we're talking about the contest, he won back-to-back, kind of like Johnny Chan with the biggest poker tournament in the world. The Super Contest back in the day, Fezzik went back-to-back. However, this has, what, 5,300 circa millions, 5,300 entries. So we've been talking about contests and strategy. We'll get to your notes that you sent over today as well. Speaking of contests, Survivor. So the Survivor contest at Circa is down to 56 contestants with 24 on the Jags. Fez, how many do you think, how many contestants do you think win Survivor this year? Three. Let me walk you through the math. So going into tomorrow, I'm going to assume we got 51, 51 people left now. The purists out there are going to say that's impossible, Fez. It's either going to be 56 or 34, but the Jags win about 80% of the time. So call it 51. Every two weeks, we're going to lose a little more than half the field, assuming a win rate each game of about 64%. Now, early in the year, it's higher, but now a lot of people are running out of good teams left to play, so their win rates are going to go down. So if I chop the, that 51, two weeks from, then, from now, it'll probably be about 22 people. Another two weeks from now, it'll be about nine people. Final two weeks, I'm going to assume people will be running out of good teams to play. That nine becomes a three. We'll make the over-under under three and a half minus 130. Anyone want to bet over or under against me? What do you think? Would you, would you say about the oh, 130? Over three and a half. I'm going to say under three and a half is a small favorite. I'll, make, but I'll set the number three and a half for winners. You want to go over or under three and a half winners? <laughs> that tie for the win? That's, yes. that's right. Under. You want to go under three and a half? Right, I'm going to go over. Goodness. It's a good number. Set a good number then. Like I said, I think the under is a moderate favorite. But just a small one. I, I think the real challenge, and I think why Steve's number is really good, is because when you look around, so many of these teams outside of the Christmas Day situation where people might, might have saved Kansas City facing off against the Raiders or the Eagles against the Giants, uh, I'm pretty sure people have probably used San Francisco, Dallas. And then one other thing that stands out, guys, based whether it be on injury or lack of consistency, there's no other team you look at in the NFL now and you sit there and go, wow, that team's going to be a lock against any opponent. I mean, the Ravens have the Rams this weekend. Ten weeks ago, you would have said, that's a play on the Ravens. But I don't think you have the same confidence in Baltimore at this point in time that you would have had about six, seven weeks ago against the Rams. Yeah, you only have one no-brainer, Miami, uh, laying 13 against the Titans this week. That's pretty much it this week. Every other team is uh, very vulnerable, right? Steve, question for you about the contest, and then we'll move on to week 13 takeaways. Also, a great note in your notes about why lane three with San Francisco was a bad play. Let's quickly, I want to ask you this. So as you get to crunch time, five weeks to go, circa millions, a lot of money, obviously a million dollars on the line. Is there a person in particular, of course, your wife and son, they know what's going on, but is there a person in particular you show your card to, you show your plays to each week just to kind of run it by them? Or is this all on you? It's all on me. But the, the, the irony to this is that 
I'm reading everything I can from everyone, including but not limited to like, if you asked me like at Vison, who should I read? I'd be like, I, I, you know, I'm biased. Everyone's going to get mad at me, but I'll say like these, these former professional athletes. Um, let me just say this. Um, you never hear, or, or people that are in mainstream media, you never hear ESPN host, um, quits job to become a professional gambler. All right. That's uh, that, that just doesn't happen typically. Um, although um, Mr. Kazarian, I'm sorry. I know you absolutely could do it. So let me throw that out there. Um, and you certainly don't hear ever headline former um, professional football player making a killing betting for a living. OK, so um, I understand they're very entertaining and they great content. But give me a Steve Mackinnon or an Adam Burke over any former professional athlete. Now, the former professional athlete should be better. He is more inside information on how everything works. But you know what? He's been taught the colors wrong as when he's playing. He just he wants to bet on the, the premium best teams, and typically that's not where the value is. I think, Patrick, Steve brings up a great point in the sense that, like, the point spread is the great equalizer in our business, right? On paper, Miami's going to destroy Tennessee next week, but all of a sudden you sit there and say, now they're getting potentially 14 points by the time we get to kickoff. It changes how a player is looking at a game compared to how all of us as betters would look at it. So you mentioned in your notes, let's discuss why San Francisco lane three was a bad bet. Now, again, for a general better or a new better, they'd look and say, wait, the 49ers won 42 to 19. But Steve, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for you to teach a little lesson here. If you were laying the three with the Niners, that's a no go. Yeah. So and, and, and full disclosure, I only like talking about bets I win. All right. Don't like talking about bets I lost. So um, and I'll give Will Hill credit to, uh, on this one. He sends me a very innocuous text. He's like 49ers minus one, you know, just without any explanation. This is like late Sunday night. And I'm like, oh, that's right. This is the revenge game. Niners are the best team in the NFL. They lost Purdy last year in the playoffs. They got rolled. Their only touchdown was when, you know, C-Mac ran over somebody. But um, that's very forgivable because Purdy had to come back in. They didn't have a quarterback. And Philly's going through their gauntlet of five straight tough opponents. And their opponents have been short-circuiting like Kansas City, giving away these games. Of course, San Francisco was a good bet at Pickham. And at minus one and at minus two. Um, and, of course, if we go back in our time machine, of course, if they replayed, I would lay three in a second. I would lay seven, probably, given the way that that game played out. But the bottom line is you can't be laying three on a game like that. That's a game you got to lay pick and minus one and minus two. OK, minus two and a half is like that's you should be the last one in at that point. If you lay three, you're not working hard enough. You're, you're, you're spending too much time on East Carolina and college basketball. You need to be a little more focused to get to these games before those big moves. And everyone that's like, oh, Fez, you, you have no idea what you're doing. It was a clear-cut right side, even at minus three. I could make the same exact case about the Oregon-Washington game. If Oregon had won that game by 30, we'd be like, oh, it was so obvious. Oregon outplayed them the first time they played. They were on the road. And now Oregon's been going up. Washington's been going down. Panic isn't healthy. Washington only has six days to prepare. And so if Oregon had won that game by 24, you'd be like, oh, I didn't it, what, what did it matter? Lay six with Oregon or eight or ten. They were the clear cut right side except for they lost the game outright and it happens. There's the ball is shaped weird and these are human beings we're talked about and there's a certain level of unpredictability and uncontrollable predictable events that happen with any football game. So when you say it was a bad bet on the Niners, forget the result of the game, just because the number was at three and it was available uh, last Sunday or Monday at minus one or two. Sharp fifth grader yeah. who analyzed this game on Sunday night concludes Niners. There's no other way. So nothing changes. No injury reports. Nothing changes all week long. And it goes to three. And then people come out and say, 
I like San Francisco minus three. Well, what the heck are you doing all week? You know, you just, I mean, what were you doing on, on Sunday night and Monday? Just, you know, other than screwing around with college basketball, you got to get to those numbers earlier. But just to expand upon that, you talk about this all the time. And I think it's a great point that he brings up, Patrick, which is you should be looking at the games for a week in advance. Right. So when the Sunday night lines come out, you have an opportunity to jump on them well before the adjustment or the number settles in. Right. Now, if you're betting 10,000 or 100,000 a game as a syndicate, I understand you can't bet, you can't tip your hand too early because the lines will move. But I would say, and this will be controversial, the numbers just came out for week 14 and people are like, I'm doing my homework early. I'm going to get ahead of the lines. You know what? And I'm, I'm going to give this advice. Forget week 14. It's too late. Lines have already moved. Go to week 15. Those lines, those look-ahead lines, are going to show up tomorrow at noon, and they're going to be wrong. They're going to be very, very wrong all week long. I'd focus on week 15 instead of week 14. <laughs> safe, to, safe to say somebody laying, th excuse me, minus three with the 49ers offends Steve Fezzik's sensibilities, which brings me back to years ago. I, I took away from our conversations. I'm like, you know, I'm convinced that professional handicappers like Steve, they're more concerned about getting the best of the number than winning their bets sometimes. Now, obviously, that's not. But over the long run, being concerned with getting the best of the number is a good practice, to be fair. Yeah. And, and, and people, there's a myth out there that, like, we're all, like, smoking our cigars as part of the sharp guy union. And we're all reaching conclusion that this is the right side or the wrong side. And people think that's how people that's how these pros win i'll use an example my buddy the hitman all right at hitman 428 all right he, he, I, you wouldn't believe me if i told you what he's won this year in his betting patrick um but he's making a lawyer salary a good lawyer salary and you know what he is midweek with his best bet that he gives out on a podcast he's one and eleven you can't make this up. And he genuinely is trying his best. But you know what? He'd be the first to tell you it's an NFL side midweek at one point in time. All my bets are like as soon as like like injury reports come in or guys don't practice and like I'm like firing. It's like a scavenger hunt. I'm getting to a number before anybody else as quickly as I can and especially on props. Ah, sports betting, where somebody that's really smart, like the gentleman you call the hitman, can make a lawyer salary and call himself the hitman. <laughs> that is sport. That is sports betting. That's either softball or sports betting. But hat, you know, that is a hat tip to the hitman who's killing it this year. We continue with Steve Fezzik, who's also killing it next year. Sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, a little break to tell you about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, we're back here. Sharp money. Of course, I'm all shot. Dustin Sweetelson sandwiched in between is professional handicapper. Great guy. Steve Fezzik. Again, we need eight and a half minus eight and a half for the Jags tonight. If that hits, Steve moves to number one of fifty three hundred in circa millions. Not great is the situation at home right now, though, for a professional handicapper. I would assume that having the Internet up and ready to go is important Fez. <laughs> to say the least. So I just found out there's been an Internet out in Henderson, Nevada, where it resides. So uh, we'll hope it gets fixed before 
the game kicks off. Yes. Minnesota at Vegas, right next to you guys there, coming up this Sunday. Let's talk about this number because, and Steve, I'll let you start with it. Uh, You found this to be fascinating. I heard you and the big guy talking about the Vikings at the Raiders. Let's go. Yeah, so full disclosure, um, I didn't bring my power ratings with me, but this is pretty easy, So, and I'm not up on Justin Jefferson and whether he's finally going to play instead of just doing, you know, great commercials this week. But the Vikings... Uh, even with JJ would be you know, just a slightly worse than average team. And the Raiders are like three points worse than average. So I could see the Vikings being a modest favorite. And then this morning, uh, right angle sports, a very respected um, uh, um, odds uh, content provider gave out. That's not fair to say content provider. He's a, he's a winning sports consultant and he gave out Vikings minus two and a half. Boom. The line goes to three. And I'm just like, this is a, just a bridge too far. So on the one hand, if you lay two and a half and take plus three, that's not a profitable middle. That's right around break even. But I got to tell you, the Raiders at plus three, it doesn't seem like the Raiders are a team that's a dead team in any way, shape, or form. It looks like they got their mojo back. They like their coach. They're coming off of a bye. They've got four out of five games at home. They're not traveling at all, all December, and they're, and they're home. I... I got to seriously think about taking the Ra- coming over the top and taking the Raiders plus three. Um, Dustin, what did you make that game? I'm curious. Raiders in a pick em. It, I, it just They're both off the bye. Potentially Jaron Hall at quarterback for the Vikings. We didn't see much of him before he got concussed and Dobbs took over. But it doesn't matter about Jefferson being back. If they can't get him the football, the Raiders play hard. Antonio Pierce is coaching for his job still. That team is completely motivated. They buy into what he's preaching. And I have to say I was wrong on this. Aiden O'Connell is much better than I ever thought he would be. I'm not saying he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he can get stuff done against a bad Vikings defense at home. Amal, what has I wrote down Pickham, too. What I wrote had, down Pickham. What has yeah. happened? So so I've, I've, got, I've, I've got two guys that follow this closely at Pickham. I'm not far apart. Amal, what has Joshua Dobbs done in Minneapolis to make him so unliked based upon one horrible game? Well, he just thinks it was the Bears. That's part of it, right? But the Bears have gotten better since Josh Sweat has gotten there. I still don't see with Josh Dobbs' team being appreciably better. He had that great performance we saw uh, coming in and getting things going in the right direction. But I would actually have the Raiders probably as about a two-point favorite here at home. I think the Raiders are being overlooked. They're sitting at 5-7, and seven, and there's not that much of a difference. Are we completely discounting the home field advantage? And Minnesota's getting a lot of cachet for missing their two best players for an extended period of time. And even and Dustin or Patrick both said it right now, even if Jefferson comes back in the mix, how effective is he going to be without a quarterback and get him the ball consistently? Yeah, I refuse to believe that the Vikings are any better this year yeah. than what they were last year. And last year they were a slightly below average team. So Vegas getting three with their mo- mojo still intact and with their players happy, smoke ready to smoke cigars if they can pull the upset, certainly looks attractive to me. That's the only side I'm looking to right now. Now, be careful. Things change. It's like the stock market. Depending upon injury reports, news that comes out, it's not unusual that I could flip and like other sides as the week goes on. But right now, I'm looking towards Raiders. And the expectation was for Jefferson to play after the bye. That's the Vikings coming to Vegas after the bye. So we shall see. Big guy, you wanted to throw a couple of scenarios with futures at Steve. Love to hear it. So Washington in the college football playoff is a team I've been really high on on this show since like May, I want to say June, somewhere around then. Got them 40 to 1 to win the national title a few weeks into the year. Bet them again at 25 to 1. Uh, Alabama, after they lost to Texas, 
They had the USF game where they looked gross. Then right after they beat Ole Miss, where I looked at the title odds, I got them at 40 to one to win the national title. One, I got really lucky that Alabama's in it. I did hedge a little bit of money on Georgia Moneyline over the weekend. That's dead money, whatever. I don't feel bad about doing that. I think I had to do that to try to make some money on, on a and, ticket and, that was live. And by the way, this is Economics 101. These are um, fixed costs that are, like, are irrelevant to the, I don't care what you've hedged already. Yes. That's, that, that, that no longer enters into the equation. All that matters is what you're, you're, you currently have as an asset and how you want to protect it. Continue. Okay. So I look out a little with Alabama making the playoff and then they're not playing each other, right? So I have a couple ways I can do this. I can hedge against both tickets, Steve, or I can wait and see if one advances right in the first game, then I don't have to worry about hedging the other one. Or, you know, I could treat it a couple different ways. How would you do it when you have the four teams left, you have one of the the teams in each matchup on a big future like this in the playoffs? So the Texas-Washington game, correct me if I'm wrong, is it a Sugar Bowl? Is it, yes, uh, Sugar so Bowl. It, so I, I tend to try to... Go ahead and project where the lines are going to go. And I think we already saw Washington being a 10-point dog against yep. Oregon. And now it's going to be right in the backyard of Texas. I think money will come on Texas. So I think if you're going to protect that, I think you got to get the – and I would recommend you probably do it because get in front of the line move. I'd shop for the best money line possible you can get on Texas in the next few days. Hopefully try to find better than the minus 185, which I know is currently out there. And – but I wouldn't protect the whole thing. So if you've got like 40, if you got 40 to one on Washington, maybe you bet to win, I don't know, two and a half units. There's no science, you know, risk like six units, yeah. um, risk seven units and be sure that you're going to be profitable. The Alabama-Michigan one, I do have a strong opinion. Because they're going to go off as the favorite, right? I th- and I think a larger favorite. So I think, And you have to play the money line. You can't middle yourself. So now the beauty is if it was a dog, you don't have to play the money line. You don't have to take um, the – if you've got the favorite in the game, you wouldn't have to go yes. ahead and play plus 155. I would say, you know, go ahead and shop and get as many points as possible. Let me address the Alabama-Michigan game because I've seen this movie a zillion times before. And I can tell you I, I'm not a member necessarily of the pro-betters union, but they haven't kicked me out either. Whenever there's a Southeastern Conference team playing a Big Ten team in a major bowl game and that Big Ten team is not Ohio State, none of us want to bet on the Big Ten team other than possibly Wisconsin because half of the state travels to to watch that team. I have a theory. Call me that crazy uncle guy. My theory is that all the Big Ten teams, it's 10 degrees outside. The weather's miserable, and all of their linemen get out of shape, and they all gain like 12 pounds because it's just hard to stay in shape, whereas... In the South, it's a lot easier, and because of that, they, there's an inherent advantage for the Southern teams. I can tell you, I expect money to continue to come on Alabama. So wait, be cool. Michigan probably won't even be favored by post. Shop around right at post. You can probably get a Michigan, you know, plus a dollar ten. So I would bet Michigan at post, and I would bet Texas on the money line right now. Tend to agree with you. I was surprised to see this number open to where it did, just simply based on what the fervor of Alabama has been of late and the way the perception has been. And, and Patrick, I think it brings up a great point. Right now, sitting at one and a half, I don't think you're that concerned about if you like the Crimson Tide. Uh, I think, I mean, you've you got no qualms going money line here, but it, I think Steve's right. This thing's going to end up with Alabama being a favorite by the time they get to kick off. 
Dustin, do you feel like, do you, do you want to say anything? Do you feel like you have it? Because Steve's brain yeah. goes a little fast. No, I Are you do. okay? I was thinking about only hedging maybe one of the tickets because it is still a national title ticket. They still have to win this game and another game. But I can still do this and figure it out. And look, if they both lose, I will then win money there. And then I also have another round of the championship to potentially hedge against the ticket again as well. Now, you said one thing that was very interesting. You said, thank goodness they're not playing against each other. Because then I'd get a guarantee. I right, know. Right. I'm not so sure. Like, no, maybe I wanted so them Steve, to play each other. So, Steve, I'm, I'm going to be annoying right now. Uh-oh. I had a stress-free World Series where I had 80-1 to 1 on the Diamondbacks and a bunch of tickets on the Rangers. And I had a stress-free NBA championship because I had the Heat at 20-1 to 1 and the Nuggets at 13-1. to 1. I, I don't want to brag, but I had Georgia plus 250, and I had Oregon plus 1400, and I had the two highest power-rated teams, and I bageled on my two futures. What a good customer I am for Circa. And what were those two futures? Georgia plus 250, Oregon 14 to 1. Oh, it's like brutal. Willy Wonka. It's like, what about the chocolate Charlie gets that lifetime supply of chocolate, right? Right? No! <laughs> he gets nothing. He stole fizzy lifting drinks. He gets no Georgia. He gets no Oregon. You lose, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> do you, Steve, Steve, just real quick, do you make Alabama the favorite of the four teams? Yes, clearly. Just remind everybody one thing. Oh, no, 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 because of the path, yes. the Texas path, because they get Washington makes them the favorite. And then, by the way, the national championship is going to be a home game. It's in Houston. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Great, great point. Steve, eight and a half tonight. We'll be pulling for you. Again, can't bet it at 10, but eight and a half. Tremendous. Let's get to first place in Circa Millions. Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow on pregame.com. We'll see you next Monday. Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut... 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly with the promo code SHARP. New customers, download the DraftKings app, and again, $150, $5 investment. Every day, DraftKings, every one, a no-sweat, same-game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. We welcome you back here. Thank you to Steve Fezzik for stopping by. Of course, Maul Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher, as we welcome you back. Now, a a couple of... just a couple of props for tonight. And we know you generally for tight ends, you're looking for that soft coverage, cover one, cover three, and no team over the last, I think it's five weeks has given up more to the tight end. So I'll start with one here, big guy, Evan Ingram. Last I checked was 47 and a half. You're not in your head. Cause I think you're with me on this one. I bet Evan Ingram over 47 and a half this morning receiving yards for the Jags tight end slash wide receiver. Not sure. I'll check it right now as we speak and I'll kick it to you guys. But uh, that's my first prop. You were not in your head. I think you played it as well. I'm not on it. It was one of the first ones that jumped out to me. I ended up going with a different prop for the Jags, but I think you're you're dead on on this one. They're, they're not good. That linebacking core for Cincinnati is not good at defending tight ends. Obviously, they miss uh, Bates back there in the back end, who's with Atlanta now. Like, I, I think that is a spot that's going to get exploited for them tonight. So I think it's a great play by you. Okay. I went, Anything you guys feel free to jump yeah. in. It's 10 and 40. It's 10 and 40 on the number tonight with Jacksonville Lane. So it. I have two. The first one for Jacksonville, because they're such a big favorite, this is just something I like to do. If a team is a home Big favorite like Jacksonville is tonight. Look at the running back because later in the game, there will be more carries for them as they're supposedly, if everything goes to plan, running out the clock with a lead. So I don't see a way for Cincinnati to keep up offensively with Jacksonville, which leads me to believe that Jake Browning at quarterback will create more running opportunities on the other side for Travis Etienne. I thought about going combo yards, but because I think Jacksonville could get out to a big league, big lead, there's a world there where they're up by so much, he may not catch as many balls, even though he's so great at making plays with the ball in the air. Uh, I'm going to go over 66 and a half rush yards. The Bengals allow the 10th most rush yards to running backs in the league. That's 97 per. Last week, they allowed Najee Harris, who we have documented on the show, does not exactly have a burst anymore to get 99, allowed Warren to get 62. The week before, Edwards and Mitchell went for 62 and 33 respectively and the week before that week 10 Houston's Devin Singletary had 30 carries for 150 yards on the same Cincinnati defense we'll go Etienne over 66 and a half rush yards and then for the Bengals because Jake Browning's in I expect a lot of checkdowns. I expect a lot of opportunities to find ways to get Joe Mixon the ball quickly uh, we'll go over 19 and a half receiving yards for Joe Mixon he's gone over that number in five of his last six games and the Jaguars allow the second most receiving yards per game to running backs at 49 and a half. I like, I like that call at Etienne. I think when you look at this game, as you alluded to, Dustin, 
probably in Jacksonville's favor, particularly later in the game. And the other thing is, Patrick, he's such a threat for a big play as well. 66 does not seem like a particularly high number here. Yeah, well, the and you're follow me, guys, with this one because your theory about the Bengals falling down early, obviously ten point dogs, that would be the assumption, leads me to another prop, and that would be Mixon under forty seven and a half rush yards. Yes. Why? They should be coming from behind constantly, and Jacksonville overall has the third best run defense in all of football. However, they lead the NFL as far as least rush yards to running backs. So again, this is a mix and I totally agree with the checkdowns and catching the ball out of the backfield, but I don't see him getting a ton of opportunities against a great run defense. So if you're into that sort of thing, under 47 and a half, kind of playing with I, your angle. I kind of like this and doubling down on the situation, right? It's like a bet on the situation, not specific to the number as much. Just I don't see him being able to run the ball. Well, you look at last week, he was tremendous for them running the ball. Eight carries, 16 yards. <laughs> exactly. So if that carries over, you're just going to see a lot of browning flailing away. This is a nightmare. <laughs> the I don't know if either of you have a play for the full game. As Fezzik mentioned, you know, at this point, betting doubles yeah. at minus 10 on the Jags, you're late to the party, but... You know, feel free to jump in, either of you, if you do. Um, I'm trying to see what that first half line is. It could be in six and a half. I think you almost minus have six and a half for the Jags. Look, I'm not going to bet it. But as someone who likes to shorten up these big favorites in the first half, where I don't see the Bengals generating much offense here. Jacksonville got their dumb loss out of the way with Houston. We all learned that the hard way with Survivor. I don't see them taking it lightly with Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. They rarely get opportunities like this in prime time to Jacksonville. I think that they come out and they just lay the wood on Cincinnati. I, I don't think it's just about lightly. I think Jacksonville, guys, they have an opportunity to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The, the one seed's not out of question. Trevor Lawrence said that on Friday at a press conference. It's not out of line for us to be thinking about getting the one seed. I think it's out of line to not be discussing it with the Jags. They're sitting at 8-3. Miami's 9-3. The Ravens are 9-3. Kansas City is 8-4. This team's got a great opportunity. I, I think Jacksonville, I don't know how you guys feel about them in the AFC big picture-wise, but they're a pretty good team if you like their chances. Uh, I'm still not sold on Baltimore with the Andrews injury. If Mark Andrews is healthy, I would have Baltimore as a clear-cut favorite. I think he's so vital to uh, that passing game. But Safe Flowers and company have done a good job. But I think Jacksonville, when you look at the schedule, they've got a huge matchup, matchup in uh, two weeks against the Ravens at home on Sunday Night Football. But they got a manageable schedule. The Buccaneers, the pa uh, Panthers, and the Titans, and the Browns? Yeah. Ooh, Jacksonville should be looking at no worse than a 13-4 finish in my estimation. All right, there you have it. Monday Night it definitely has a different vibe to it tonight without that just the importance. We saw it with the College Football Committee with the Invitational there for the Final Four without Jordan Travis. That position means so much without, obviously, Joe Burrow tonight. This game takes on a completely different vibe. Uh, I mentioned at the onset, we do have, we're down to, group play is over as far as the NBA play-in tournament, boys. We've got... Right now, the quarters, so in-season tournament, eight teams remain. Tonight, you've got the Celtics at the Pacers, 
and the Pelicans at the Kings. Dustin, you keep on asking about Halliburton's availability tonight. I can tell you based on the number. Let me just give it to you right now. It's four and a half, five. It was the same number this morning. So my assumption is Halliburton's going to play. Halliburton, who's an assist, he's a legit MVP candidate. Oh, yeah. Especially if Indiana keeps winning like they are. Uh, He's an assist machine. Can you check his number? Because I will say... I don't think any team as far as on the perimeter does a better job of, and he's always got an inflated number because he's averaging what close to 12, 13, 14 assists a game. He's crazy. Uh, Nobody gets dimes in the backcourt against the Celtics who are awesome defending the perimeter. What's his number? Halliburton tonight. Uh, Halliburton's 10 and a half uh, juiced minus 120 on the over for his assists and his points saw it earlier. I believe it's still at 27 and a half. Let's see. 26 and a half. Uh, also, the total in this game. Pacers games totals have been crazy this oh. year. 246. 247 and a half to correct you at DraftKings, which is crazy. So You're right. I do like a prop in this game. I don't understand the line. I might be wrong on this. I might be dead wrong, but it doesn't make sense when you factor in that super high total. Porzingis is out again for the Celtics. Al Horford said at 21 and a half points, rebounds and assists his four games without Porzingis in the lineup. He went for 24, 24, 31 and 29. They're playing the Pacers with this pace of play and there's going to be a lot of points to be scored. I think the only way he doesn't go over 21 and a half is if it's a blowout and he's old and they just bench him. That's the only way I don't think he goes over 21 and a half. I just went I just went over the 10 and a half for Horford in the game. Big guy. I, I don't know if that I think he gets there. I think he gets there. I, I think it's a good find by you, especially with the numbers that he's put up with Porzingis out of the lineup. I mean, you just look at it statistically. He hasn't had a great year, but those four games you mentioned, he's been able to exceed that 21. A text from our buddy Will Hill. Shout to Will, who's got to play for us as a family here. He played Etienne under 16 and a half carries. He's dealing with sore ribs and wasn't effective last week with only 56 rush yards. The two weeks prior, he had nine and 14 attempts. Jags a big favorite. I don't think they run one of their best players into the ground considering he's banged up. So Will Hill going under 16 and a half carries for Etienne tonight, Jacksonville. Yeah, I think he was actually listed as a game time decision. Like a, a true game time. They don't like they were saying he's probable, I think, was the last I saw that he was probably going to play. But there were questions about his his status coming into the game. I just think he can blow off a couple big runs. We'll go over 66 and a half. I, I also think it's a very important game for the Jaguars. They can't take they, they have to just smash them. Well, they got a chance to be a, either a one seed or potentially drop to a four. Because remember, Kansas City has the head-to-head against them as well. They're the one upside play left in the AFC that has like a legit chance if somehow everything comes together, they could be scary in the playoffs. All right, boys. Good stuff. Look forward to it tonight because you can bet it. Not because we're excited to see Cincinnati play football at this point. Unfortunately for our future. Uh, tonight and our futures ticket. Uh, I'm all Shaw. Have a good one. Dustin Sweetelson, you as well. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Sharp Money. Again, thanks to Steve Fezzik for stopping by. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.